0: This is the Talking DT Podcast, episode 86. Welcome to the Talking DT Podcast with me, Alison Hardy, a podcast for anybody interested in design and technology education, where I'll be sharing news, views, ideas, and opinions about DT. If you've listened to previous podcast episodes, you'll know that I'm really passionate about DT teachers and the DT community writing about the subject. I don't think there's enough of it going on, and I've done quite a bit of work to support teachers and other researchers in design and technology to share their practice. A few weeks ago, I shared on the podcast some exciting news, or I, I thought it was exciting, about a programme that was being sponsored and funded by. Edge Foundation and HME to support five design and technology teachers in presenting their research at the International PAC Conference which is happening next June. It's a hybrid conference so it's online and also in Newfoundland. Now I was really excited about this because I know there's lots of barriers to people writing about their work and writing about design and technology. I joke that one of the reasons that I found it difficult to write when I came into work in higher education was that that really all I'd ever done was write school reports for year sevens eights and nines but also write the odd governor's report but really just annotate sketches so kind of having to learn how to write full sentences properly and paragraphs was was a little bit novel to me and I I say that slightly tongue-in-cheek but there is some truth in that and so for us in design and technology, while defending and arguing and being able to critique designs and the, the place of designs and the unintended consequence of, of different products becomes natural because of our training and our practice and our experience. Writing those down in a coherent way doesn't necessarily come as naturally as, say, our colleagues in history or English or other subjects where written form is the more common way of communicating things about the subject so that's why over the last 10 11 years I've done a lot to uh, develop myself and others in the DNT community and now sharing that wider with the community about getting into writing and how to write about research about the subject and so on. So some of you may have attended a one-hour workshop I did earlier this academic term to help people get writing. You might have listened to the podcast where I've talked about how to get writing. And you may have also, as I said, heard me talking about, really excitedly, about the programme that I've set up to work with these teachers um, to publish their research. So what I'm doing now is I'm actually going to open up that programme. We've already met once, the group of us, who are going to present, hopefully, at the PAC conference But we've got five more workshops planned that start in January. They're about, actually, so what's next? We've got our idea, we've got our data, we've done our analysis, um, or we've got our critique. How do we create that into a substantial article that might be between three and 6,000 words long? Which kind of sounds like a lot, but if you think 3,000 words, 250 words a paragraph, that's only 12 paragraphs. Uh, I won't go into more breakdown about how that actually becomes hardly anything that you've got left to write about what you're writing about but if you come along to take part in the program then um, you you can hear more about how I help you make writing about design and technology and writing about your research more manageable and accessible and how you can have a community around you to help doing that. So one of the people on the programme, for example, in the last 48 hours has sent the group of us their abstract. It's only 250 words, but it's a really good start. They've outlined their project. They've set their case out about their work. And we're we're giving critique. We're sharing our thoughts about how to make it even better than it already is. So I'm inviting people to come along to this programme. I will, in the next couple of days, put some notices up on Eventbrite with details about each stage and and signing up, in essence, the program is free. However, I will be setting it up that if you want to make a donation to help with the running costs, um, that would be great. But that's not a barrier. That's not a reason why you shouldn't come along. Um, I spoke in a podcast a few weeks ago about how I'm trying to run the podcast now as it's a not for loss. I'm not interested in making a profit out of the podcast, but I do uh try and run it as a not for loss i've been doing that at the moment out of my own pocket um, so if you contribute to the program then it will go into the running costs for the podcast and um, don't ask me about why i don't have sponsorship i can i can explain why i don't have sponsorship but that's for another another podcast And um, i think i also talked about it while i mentioned about becoming a patron for the for the podcast but this program let's go back to this let's go back to The thing that I'm really wanting to share with you and hoping that more of you will come along and join in with is a a five session program. It's going to run on Wednesday evenings, half past seven till nine o'clock. There'll be time for writing in most of the sessions. Um, We will be starting. The first one is on the 12th of January, 7.30 p.m. um, That's UK time. And in that session, we're going to be talking about how you outline your articles, so whether that's 3,000 words or 6,000 words. So do come along, do come with an idea, we have to come with some data that you've analysed, you know what your study is, you've done the work, this is about how do you get it out there. So it's a perfect programme for people who've done a Masters and they've done some work around design and technology, or they're doing a doctorate, or they've done some research within their workplace and they want to share it with a wider community and I'll be working with people on the program to help you do that now i want to go into a little bit more detail about why i think this is important why do i think it's important that as designer technologists whose maybe first method of communication isn't to write why do we need to do this well i think we need to to do it for a number of reasons i think we need to do it because i think it's a a duty almost to share our research share our work with the wider dnt community um you know, to get it out there and to get those conversations going within the community. I know there's an awful lot of good practice going on around this. I know an awful lot of d teachers are doing research, are trying things out and, and I think you kind of need to share that and I'm putting that call out for you to share it because I get regularly emails, tweets, messages on Facebook, LinkedIn, Um, people asking me, Alison, I'm looking for some research about who's done some stuff in design and technology about, you know, let's think about some hot topics at the moment, retrieval practice, knowledge organisers, dual coding. And I have to kind of go, well, I don't know of anything that's published. So if you're doing that sort of work in your schools, um, then I kind of think you need to get it out there and share it because people want it. People want to, to read about what other d practitioners are doing to be able to build on it, to join that conversation. So that's one reason why I think you need to do it is to build up that body of knowledge about the subject. It's great to put stuff out on Facebook or a blog article or even podcast, but actually... It kind of doesn't last as long as a written article. So that's that's one reason that it continue the reason rather that it continues to be accessible beyond your work, beyond where you are situated. It also means if you publish it in the right place, an international audience can engage with your work. So you're not just adding to the conversations in this country, you're adding to conversations and you're joining conversations with people in other countries. Another reason is I think it keeps the a, keeps a subject alive in the minds of people beyond design and technology. And what I mean by that is a lot of these um, fads, new ideas that are coming out that may or may not fade are coming from general education often. And are generally being interpreted by non DNT colleagues, so from history, English, maths, and science. And then what happens in schools, I'm seeing, is that DNT teachers are expected to adopt these practices without almost being encouraged or facilitated engaging and critiquing these new ideas. And so what that means is that it's very difficult for a d and teacher who works on their own or who doesn't have that community around them of going, this doesn't feel right for d and but I don't know why and I don't have anybody to talk to about it. By publishing things, it means you're, you're supporting those colleagues who are on their own and also giving them something to debate with their colleagues in schools in other subjects who feel, well, if it works for history, it should work for DT without understanding the nature of DT. So it helps keep the subject alive in the minds of people beyond design and technology because they're seeing that this work is being done in the DT community. People are critiquing it, challenging it, accepting it, showing ways forward in a more objective way. And I'm using that very carefully about, about objective and then that leads on to and I suppose I've really talked about this already about critique um it is too easy when you're too easy maybe the wrong phrase but when you're in a school and and that makes it sound like teachers just roll over which I really know you don't and you are working really hard and being challenged from lots of sides about the subject that by having other people writing about these things again it, it adds to the critique about why some things do or don't work in design and technology and it it gives a greater credibility I believe around the subject I'm not saying the subject isn't credible what I'm saying is if we don't have some written work about things that are happening today as a result of for example research ahead or another wave of um ideas that are coming through growth mindset for example if we don't have work whether it's short or longer term that is critiquing the efficacy of these things within design and technology then it becomes very difficult to challenge robustly and then also to lead what is happening in terms of practice across schools because what happens is then design and technology is being challenged its pedagogy by the pedagogy of other subjects rather than the pedagogy of D&T challenging the pedagogy of other subjects which I think is really what we need to be about and is really we do have that happening in the subject teachers are practitioners you are critiquing your work And now I'm challenging you. Let's get it down on paper. Let's build up that body of knowledge that anybody can access from anywhere that then becomes part of that community to show that design and technology is actually leading the way in terms of pedagogy, in terms of ideas about the nature of education and what it's for and its purpose. And when I talk about putting it out there in in ways that are accessible, then if you're going to write, And and publish, I'd be writing for things like the PAC conference because their papers are all made available, freely available, or the Design and Technology International Journal managed by the Design and Technology Association and edited by Professor Kay Stables, you know, that's publicly accessible, it's not behind a paywall, and then it makes it available for everybody and makes us an open community, which is what I think we need to be doing to share this research, so that I don't get so many emails or tweets to say, Alison, where can I find this research? Because people know it's there, they know it's come from the DNT community, they know it's credible, and it adds to the body of knowledge about the subject. I think you can probably hear how passionate I am about this and how much I really do believe in it and believe it's important. But I also recognise the challenges about writing and having space to write, which is why I'm inviting you to join us on our programme about how do we write about our work and what are the different stages. And so each workshop will take you through a different stage about how do you work your research up into a place where you can publish it and share it with the community to increase the strength and the power and the authority of what we do in design and technology that demonstrates that we are a credible subject that has new knowledge new ideas that can shape other subjects as ever thanks very much for listening and i also want to say as i end this week thank you very much to the lovely people who responded to my call last week when i said i needed your help i put a call out asking for testimonials to support my application to become an associate professor. I talked in last week's podcast about why I'm doing this, so I'm not going to repeat it today. But I just want to say thank you very much to the people who've written. I am deeply humbled by what people have said. and um, I've printed them off. I'm going to go through them and kind of hold on to what people say, because it's very easy, and I know all of you will find this similar, in our day-to-day lives when things are uh, happening so fast that we forget to stop and think, do you know what? I've made some good progress this year. And so, those lovely comments that people have made have been really helpful and have given me that moment. And I'm asking if you've seen my work benefit you, then if you could also consider just writing a short testimonial, a couple of sentences, that would be fantastic. And likewise, I'm doing the same for other colleagues uh, within the design and technology community that we build up our stronger community around research and sharing practice. As I said, I'm going to stop now. So thanks ever so much for listening, and I'll be back next week with the final episode for 2021. You've been listening to the Talking DT podcast with me, Alison Hardy. You can connect with me on Twitter at Hardy underscore Alison. Show notes and transcripts for each podcast episode can be found on my website, alisonhardy.work. Thanks for listening.